the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. When I was a young teenager, my family, we went to Nova Scotia on a trip, and we we traveled the entire coastline up and through Evangeline country, and it was just beautiful. And one of the things that we did while we were there was we saw the fundy tides. And the fundy tides, they come in twice a day, and 160 billion tons of seawater flow in and flow out. And in some places, they can be as high, as drastic, as 50 feet. And I remember seeing the boats sitting like a toy boat, you know, in the bottom of an empty bathtub, just kind of sitting there. And what you realized, though, was that they had very strong lines and moorings attaching them to the dock. Because when these tides come in, they come in gradually, but they come in with a force. In fact, some places actually have these tidal bores, is what they call them, and the water moves against the flow of of the body of water. It comes in, you can see them kind of coming in, almost like small tsunamis. I mean, it's not a big, tall wave, but it's it's just a regular influx of water. It's very dramatic. So these boats are tied up in preparation for these tides that are going to come in, Before you know it, the boats have risen 20, 30, 40 feet, and they go back down again. I thought about this phenomenon this week because I think, you know, there's so much right now that's out of our control, the same as the tides are out of our control. But what is it that we can control? How can we moor ourselves and prepare ourselves to be our best selves as these forces come in and beat up against us? So today, in the Gospel reading, we have some guidelines about how we engage each other in these conversations, about how we are respectful and kind to each other. And I have to say that right now, in particular, I'm personally struggling with finding a place for this. On on every end of the spectrum, it feels as if we are all so much of, we have lost so much of our ability to communicate respectfully to each other. And I don't know about y'all, but I mean, New Orleans drivers are pretty aggressive. I mean, I'm from Mississippi, you know, we kind of like wave at each other. And I mean, folks are just like crazy right now. I had a woman almost hit me. She ran a light and got mad at me. Like somehow, like, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. But we struggle to find a place in this. We struggle to find our moorings, to find our voices. So then we're not boats that are tossed about by the waves and the tides. And you know, we say that we want this. We say that we want to be kind and and grateful and generous to each other. But it's very difficult to achieve that. It really is. And we, as a community of faith, are challenged in particular because we're being looked to for our guidance, for our leadership. Folks in our community, we know, well, you know, that this, she's an Episcopal priest in the Episcopal Church. So, like, how, how then can she be that voice? How can you all be those voices in your communities, in schools, and work, in your neighborhoods? Susan Scott wrote a book called Fierce Conversations. It's a book that I've 
done a lot of work around, and it's really been transformative for me. And she says that fierce conversations are not fierce as in mean or combative, but rather conversations that are authentic. She says we have to come out from behind ourselves and be our true self and our true voice. We have to be aware of our own wakes in every conversation. She has this list of seven things, and it's really interesting and very enlightening. But what she talks about is how we can love each other right now, right now in every interaction that we have. How do we love? How do we build relationships? This past week, I was, I meet, um, I tried to meet almost every week with a group of clergy who talk through the lessons and as they're preparing for their sermons on Sunday, and one priest said something that I said, hang on, stop. I want to hear that. I want, again, I want to write it down. She said, if there is not the intention to build relationships, then love does not exist. If there is not the intention to build relationships, then love does not exist. What a challenge for us. That if we're not going into everything, and, and, that's, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always easy, and it doesn't mean that we're not saying hard things, or we're not standing up to injustice, or we're not establishing our place and speaking truths, but the place from which those truths come, that's the key. And of course, we don't do this perfectly. Of course, we don't do this without stumbling. It, I know personally that I sat there on the side of the road as this woman's yelling at me after she ran the light, wondering how I could speak the truth and love to her at that moment. But it's a challenge for us, and Jesus sets the bar for us today. But the really cool thing about this gospel is that he says that whenever two or three are gathered, so basically any time we're other than just be ourselves, there is the community of faith. So if we can do that, even in the smallest numbers, then we're being faithful to this process. So the other thing that came out this week, and I'm going to um, read this to you, um, this was something from the Diocese of Olympia. Uh, the bishop there, his name is Greg Rickle, and he includes this, and as a transition officer, I have to tell you, this is going to be a new thing for me. He includes this in every single letter of agreement that is between clergy and congregations. And it's a set of standards for communicating in a congregation. So give me just a second. It's going to be a little teaching moment, but I'm going to read these to you. If you have a problem with me, come to me privately. If I have a problem with you, I will come to you privately. If someone has a problem with me and comes to you, send them to me and I'll do the same for you. If someone consistently will not come to me, say, let's go to Greg together. I'm sure that he will see about this, and I will do the same for you. Be careful how you interpret me. I would rather do that. On matters that are unclear, do not feel pressured to interpret my feelings or thoughts. It is easy to misinterpret intentions. I will be careful how I interpret you. If it's confidential, don't tell. If you or anyone comes to me in confidence, I won't tell unless A, the person is going to harm him or herself, the person is going to do harm to someone else, 
or if a child has been abused. I expect the same from you. I do not read unsigned letters or notes. I can tell you Morris Thompson's the same way. If you send him an unsigned letter or notes, go into the trash. I do not manipulate. I will not be manipulated. Do not let others manipulate you. Do not let others manipulate me through you. I will not preach at you. I will leave conviction to the Holy Spirit. And when in doubt, just say it. The only dumb questions are those that don't get asked. Our relationships with one another at the end of the day are most important things. So if you have a concern, pray. And then if led, speak up. If I can answer it without misinterpreting or misrepresenting someone or breaking a confidence, I will. What a great set of rules just to start conversations. Don't we wish that we could always be that authentic and that good and that? But it's, it's, a, it's a place for us to reach to. So again, if there's not the intention to build relationships, then love does not exist. I think that's the center of our message today. And it's the one that I certainly will strive to, to achieve. Amen.